Welcome to the Mostly AV Who We Are show. In this series, we highlight an AV professional, learn more about their story, and get their take on our industry. And now, without further ado, please welcome our hosts, Michelle Lorette and Jerry Gallegos. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? <laughs> I'm fine, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You keeping busy? I am. I'm trying to. Cool. So we're headed into a holiday weekend, and uh, we do have some good news, right? Rob Lutz got uh, called back up from his furlough, mm-hmm. so that's always nice. And David Williams got called back right, as Wave yeah. Guy. Well, so I feel like we kind of have the magic touch. Either that or we're just lucky. And yeah. We didn't, we didn't actually interview people that were officially shit-canned. We just maybe we're, we're lucky that. adjacent. Lucky, exactly. Maybe we just have good karma. So that's good right. news. So yes, yeah, so we, uh, we're expanding our reach, uh, which will very much upset all my Australian friends, but we're, we're going to Canada first. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, so today we have a very special guest, and, and special um, and interesting, uh, Eric, I think it's Seidels. Is it Got it. Seidels? All right, Eric Seidels. Most people say Seidels. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not spelled like Skittles. So I would. Right, not. right, right. That's what yeah. I tell people all the time. So awesome. So Eric hails from um, Ontario, Canada. I wonder how many of our U.S. listeners know where that is that aren't near the the border. Uh, so what part of Canada is that for those that don't know, Eric? Because we're kind of stupid that way. Okay, so the Big Lakes. I am just off of Lake Huron. Ah, beautiful. Okay, uh, I know that. Just, just I live just north of London, Ontario. So. Okay, Spent some yeah. time in Toronto, lived, lived and worked there for many years, but yeah. Cool. Homes, H-O-M-E-S. That's how you but, know the Great Lakes. That's that mnemonic device. <laughs> but you know what? My home is uh, deep down, though. I mean, I, I love it here. Don't get me wrong, but I think my heart still stays in Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, so now you're unique because you have dual citizenship, right? You're, yeah. you're a Canadian. And now, do you say you're Canadian-American or American-Canadian, or does it depend on where, which state, which country you're in? When people- uh, you know what? I, I, I don't really do those hashtag things. No, I mean, no. When I'm in America, and I'm an American. Like, yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of like at the border when you go over the, are you American or not? Because I remember like if I, for a while you'd cross and they'd ask you citizenship and I'd always say dual and they're like, American, yes or no. So I'm just American. I mean, I have both passports, but uh, you know, I'm Canadian, I'm Canadian. I I consider myself both. I'm really, I'm a real true hybrid, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, especially growing up in both, both countries, like in high school and both, you know, I split high school up, although I didn't, actually, I only did one year high school in Canada and the rest was all in Florida, but I think it's good to be able to play the Canada card. I mean, if you if you travel globally, there's much less animosity towards Canada than there is towards America. That's yeah, uh, that's always been the the big thing. Like uh, you always hear people putting the flags on the backpacks, but uh, you know, I don't. I'm I'm not ashamed of it either way. Uh, I don't care where I come from. Go. I mean, yeah, I'm never really ashamed of it. I'm not. I'm I'm proud of who I am, and I don't. Yeah. Really, When I traveled, I I, look, I love being American and people were like, oh, you're American. I'd be like, yeah. They're like, but what American? They wanted me to identify. And I'm like, I'm a mud. I'm from Louisiana. Are you kidding? This is gumbo here. I'll tell you a funny story. I was talking with a client today about something and uh, just the way I mentioned, like, you know, want to take something on, whatever. They just looked at me and they're, and and she said, I can tell you're American. That was probably one of the most American things I've ever heard somebody say. It wasn't like anything bad. It was yeah. just like, I was like, well, what do you mean? It's like, just your attitude. It's just very, you know, like, like you guys will just take things on. Like one thing I'll say about Canadian, we apologize for everything. Like someone can bump into you and they'll be like, and you'll say, sorry. 
<laughs> you know, or well, they don't say sorry. They say sorry. It sounds really weird. Sorry. It's yeah. Sorry. Women do that a lot here. We apologize for everything. So I have a, like, I have a few words that are Canadian sounding and I have some American sounding words. like Z I, or I Z? I like Z because I don't call it a zebra. Okay. That's true. That's true. But every time I say Z, people up here are like, it's Zed, get it right. And <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I know, know, right? You still and, got uh, it. You still understood. There's some, yeah, and like, when I went to, one of the funniest things is when I went from like school here and, and went to Florida, in my English class, we spell our words different. Like, we use King James. So, like, there's, oh, like, yes. You use and like color and labor and all that, right? Yeah. Oh, you so, are, yeah. Oh, you are. So I, I would spell things like that. Then I'd get my test back or my essays and there'd be all these spelling mistakes and I'd be fighting with my teachers going, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know spell color, you know? Yeah. In center, you know, the R and the E switch. That's the French, you know, I guess. Like, we're just different, but I kind of wish it was the same, you know? Some things I like metrics and things I like imperial, Like, but I love temperature in Fahrenheit. It's just, it's easier for me to dress I don't know. Yeah, like, it uh, just speaks to you more. Yeah, like yeah. 60s is like, I call it fat guy weather because it's like, ah, oh, I can wear shorts, take a nice walk, no sweating, this is great. You know, <laughs> 70s is like, okay, it's cool. You can go jeans or shorts. 80s, you're like, yeah, shorts and a tee. You know? Like, yeah, like, all day but, long. But if you tell me 20 degrees, which is seven, like roughly 70, and then uh, like 25, it kind of sounds the same, but it's not. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Like, yeah, that happened to me when I lived out in the Caribbean. It's like going to the Celsius things, like, and it's like, what the? It's yeah, like, and uh, like five degrees. Like that's hot. But I hate when I get a pair of drawings though, and they're all in metric. Mm. Uh, I mean, some people, but I mean, come on. Like when you're doing math, you want feet and inches. I mean, who doesn't do that? Yeah. But, and for the most part, most people still do it. But you know, if you're bidding with government stuff, whatever. You know, uh, most of that is in metric. So you, I'm like, ah, I got to convert it. It's weird, even though I've been here a long time. And um, I've, mo- I've been doing, like, most of my install career has been north. It's, uh, I, I just never really adopted metric or really learned. Like, I, I know it, but it's, yeah. I got to think about it. You, you know, know it, and, and it's easy. I mean, it's all on tens, right? So, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's totally straightforward, makes total sense. Uh, I'm a lot older than you. We studied it in fifth grade because we thought we were going to change as a country until someone was like, eh, let's just blow that off. What, what were we doing? What are the British um, using? The opposite of that. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just because. We still haven't uh, gotten that thing. No. <laughs> So, but uh, so what? What? Uh, what was your start? How did you? How did you come into this business? Because I think everybody always has a great origin story. Yeah. Actually, people, my, how did you trip and like fall into this business? <laughs> I, I kind of like mine. It's cool. I think so. Uh, tell us. We'll, yeah. we'll let we'll let the listeners decide, Eric. Yeah, you just I tell hope. Us. I hope they like it. Yeah, uh, you tell well, us, and then they'll judge, and then they'll they'll give us feedback. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like when like first of all, if you were to meet me. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm a really large guy, very tall, but uh, how tall in meters? No, well, I'm six I'm six foot three. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. You're but I'm like guy. but I'm three hundred fifteen pounds, but I'm not really fat. I'm like just big because I was a football player, right? Ah, uh, burly. Exactly, burly Eric. Yep. Yeah. So I look like I should be unloading trucks and not going in with a laptop and programming and stuff. Like people always look at me when I show up, and I'm the you know the big burly programmer. Guy. I'm six three. They're always like, what? <laughs> They always give me weird looks and they always tell me later, like, you were the last person I thought was going to be that guy. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but anyway, uh, no, when I was, uh, I was always really nerdy and I get it from my father who's, 
he's an IT guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he runs an IT company now. Uh, he does like cloud computing and things like that. He's, but he came uh, from the military. Is that did he get started yeah. in the military or after? Uh, pretty much, it's how he got into electronics. He, oh, cool. Like, he, he was in the U.S. Navy. Uh huh. Like radar, like guys, no Navy. Like, like yeah, <laughs> he did things with missiles, right? Uh huh. Service there, tomahawks, whatever. Sweet. Um, and uh, anyway, he he really really dived into that and uh when he got out though he i can't remember what he, he was doing some things with computers here or there but he started making his own little devices like i remember this in the 80s before smart homes he oh, made yeah. or his own doorbell relay that turned down the stereo and somebody rang the doorbell before we had nice. like he made you know when this was the analog dials that's beautiful and, uh, you know and he was doing like so he was trying to do smart home stuff and security stuff like late 80s early 90s and I got dragged around because I used to be little at one time. And uh, I was his cable puller. Uh, part of my language, or, you know, his wiring bitch, if you want to call it that. <laughs> sure, sure. Got to start somewhere. Hey, I used to staff. But I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't yeah. know that, right? At the time, I'm like, cool, I'm helping dad. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, <laughs> going to crawl space, drag a wire down. We were like installing cameras, whatnot. And, you Good know, times. Yards, changing tapes and um and then we'd be, he'd be, we'd be running like speakers for like 70 volt audio and places like, and uh, he's like, Hey, I need you. And, you know, uh, but mostly like little cross spaces, little attic spots, whatever. And I just go up and do it. And I thought it was the neatest thing. And then he kind of showed me, how he hooked it up and I was like, oh, it's fascinating and whatever. And, but then he, uh, he ended up leaving that and really going into computers. Like that's like his thing. Uh, so he did, and he's been doing it ever since. Like I, I would say this is since the early nineties, you know? Uh, cool. so he had, his, he had his company in, in Canada and then eventually started one when he moved to Florida, um, he worked for GIAC or something. And then he started his own, uh, a few years later, but anyway, uh, I wanted to kind of be like him and this is early two thousands, right? I think it was 99, 2000. And, uh, I started fixing some PCs up and, and, uh, I did my Cisco courses actually in high school. Like, uh, ah, beautiful. so I did like the CCNA thing. And uh, that was fun. But then I started dealing with, with customers. A lot of them were older. Uh-huh. And now I'm like 18-year-old kids. Right. Kidding. And people right. are bringing you things or they're calling you and they're like, I don't know how to open my email. And you're just like, seriously? Like, so yeah. you get really frustrated because you have no patience when you're a kid, right? Yeah. And you're just like, oh. No, no problem. But like back then I was like, I don't have time. This, I, I can't do this. Like it's simple things that I'm like, or... Or I, I, I'd like go to fix Twitter. something. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times that I'd ask somebody, is this plugged in that and whatnot? And I'd go to turn site. It, turn it on and off. Thank you. You, you unplugged your computer when you're vacuuming. You've had to plug it in and like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like weird things like that. And I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this yet. And I didn't know a lot of like about like corporate IT. I was just, you know, um, I was hoping one day, like you go to, you go to school, you get your computer science degree and all that. And then you get into that. But I never did. I, I went to go to university for business, and mm. uh, which is fine. Which university? Uh, I went to Weber National. It's like a, it's like a private school in Florida. Ah, okay. What part of Florida? It's right in the middle, like. All right. And uh, and the NF and the FAU too. Like there's a, I had a lot of school. Like I got, I ended up getting a football scholarship, but I got offered quite a few. I think I had like close to forty different offers, but wow. Oh wow! I wanted to. I didn't really, I was like, I'm not good enough to go pro. 
Yeah. But I'm good enough to play college ball. No problem. Sure. Now, and what what position do you play? In I played offensive line. I was, a, right. I was a left tackle in high school. I played a little bit of defense as well, but my senior year. And then, uh, but when I got to university, you know, I'm not six foot seven. So they moved me to guard and I just blew my knees out. Uh, <laughs> uh, the knees, man. The knees. The knees. Yeah. Uh, but I was also playing a bit of lacrosse and, uh, this one school was kind of starting up a lacrosse program and a, and a football program. So I was like, you know, they were a business school and that's what I wanted to take. And I cared more about that than I cared about, you know, even let's say it was good enough to play NFL. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what your average career for alignment is like three to five years. So it's like, I was thinking long-term, right? Yeah. Right. And, well, uh, and you also don't have to worry about concussions and, you know, that, that impact to your, well, the things we know now, right? That we didn't even realize a decade ago. As that's a pretty much why I stopped between the injuries and concussions. So. Sure. Um, I, I did everything you probably shouldn't have done. I'm, I'm amazed at function today. I've had 17 <laughs> and I'm not making that up. I have them. They're documented. Wow. In hockey, uh, growing up, you know, the Canadian side of me. Oh God. So you're just a rough and tumble boy. I played hockey. I played football. I played lacrosse and I I boxed. So did uh, you ever lose any teeth? Uh, not from, I got a chip, this uh, tooth, uh, my middle (laughs) tooth is chipped because I took a slap shot to the face. All right, so you're a real man. I was just checking, make sure you're a real man. I didn't fully lose it, but I chipped one. All right, that counts. That totally counts. That's enough street cred for that. That's right, that's (laughs) right. The arenas are all closed right now, and I still play hockey, uh, so it could could happen eventually, but, you know. Um, But who knows when we'll get ice back. Usually we have one arena that's open all summer. We play hockey twice a week, but uh, it's they said until September it's probably closed. Ah, that's so unfortunate. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I have no nowhere to let out the uh, any frustration. Sure, between <laughs> well, I mean, that and my gym, it's like ah, <laughs> I end up building one in the garage. But uh, anyway, um, so but like, so I basically yeah, just picked a school because of that, and it was close to home. And uh, when I was in high school, I got a I, I got a job at AMC Theaters because it was one of the few places that. They would work around my football schedule. Yes. Just like yeah. retail, right? Like man- Well, the managers there were huge fans. So I went to a very big school, a 6 uh-huh. school, Vero Beach. And um, they, you know, some of the movies went on and closed at one o'clock at night, whatever. So I can practice till 5.36. I can start a shift for the seven o'clock, eight o'clock movies, right? Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, uh, so I tried to meet my phone there. Um, so you you kind of had the the benefit of being somewhat of a celebrity, if even if a minor high, one. High school kind of like Florida's yeah. kind of like Texas, I think. Like high school football yeah. is a big deal. Like like I remember getting interviewed as in the, like you'd be in the newspaper or whatever, and they show the games and, and when, when you're like when you're a high school kid and you got someone from the newspaper interviewing you about football and talking about things like you think it's the coolest thing. Oh, ever. absolutely! And anybody who says otherwise is lying. No, it, well, <laughs> and on, in, even yeah. in Louisiana, same thing. I mean, yeah. you know, the high school kids—that's a big I'm here Texas. In Texas too, yeah. yeah, Texas is huge. I, we care who wins state champion. Oh, big time! And and I don't have children. I'm child free and I still care who wins this. You know, we know who the big rivalries are. Is Katie going to win this year, right? Or is it going to be we have high school stadiums that rival NFL stadiums? Yeah. yeah. Our, oh, yeah. Our, uh, our high school has got a pretty big stadium. Same I, thing. Hardcore. Yeah. It's uh, the communal gathering place for the community. Right. It's definitely one of the, uh, one of the biggest high schools in the state uh, for football. Um, it is the largest, um, I believe 
we broke, we just recently broke the state record for most consecutive wins over 60 wins. So I still kind of pay attention. I sure. Know, um, That's awesome. Right. I'm not sure if it ended or not. Last time I checked, it's been a little bit, but I remember us getting for sure to 61 and I don't know what happens after that, but that's pretty good for, you know, for a large school, right? Like, Absolutely. We've had some, we've had some big players actually. Uh, I, I, I haven't met him, but uh, Ryan Stork played for uh, Euro Beach High. And then I know he went to Florida State, won a national championship there in 2013, which is like my favorite football university to watch. Uh-huh. Huge Seminoles fan. And then, uh, then he I'm sorry. Playing, no. uh, I'm a, oh, it's, it's turning around. It's turning around. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to do something, I promise you. And, it's okay. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal played basketball at LSU long after I went there, and I still yeah. act like I know him. I'm like, oh, yeah, Shaq attack. We coined that term. Us, yep. us and Shaq. You know how it is? There's just that yeah. you feel connected to them, right? Because it's you know your university, your high school. Yeah. And the coolest thing is after that, he went to the Patriots and won a Super Bowl with Brady. So that's awesome. Brilliant. Go sports. Uh, go school. And the CEO of my company, I work for Kramer Electronics now, huge Tom Brady fan. And I think he's no longer a Patriots fan because Tom Brady has left the building. He's at my bucks. I'm, yeah. I'm a Tampa fan, so that's awesome for me. But, uh, so yeah, yeah but, but you, you got, you were actually, um, a projector operator. Did yep. you? That which is really cool that like you migrated into you weren't just the kid you know working as slowly as possible to serve the popcorn and drinks which is a huge no like everyone does a bit of that but you get a little older but uh, yeah anyway so like I know we kind of got really into football there it's easy to do oh yeah <laughs> so everybody's so starved <laughs> for sports oh my god uh, <laughs> so anyway yeah I was doing projection I think I did that for about five or six years so even when I was in university they let me do part time projection work on the cool. weekends. Oh, okay. Excellent. Where I went to university was only like an hour and a half from where I grew up. So it was, I just drove home on the weekends and worked there and, uh, and we didn't have games. Right. Uh, anyway, I really f- fell in love with it. I thought it was cool, but you know, when you were in the theater, it's not a very high paying job. You're in college. You want a little more fun money, whatever. And in that summer, I got a job at Circuit City, if you remember that. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Ah, I thought you were going to tell us that's when you started selling drugs. So I'm glad, oh, you, oh. Took a, I'm glad you took a better <laughs> route uh, that's equally uh, lucrative, especially no. back then. Circuit City paid good money. They did. And uh, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to school, but I, I, I really like working. I wanted to sell. I, I, and I really I started doing some sales stuff, like, like fundraising. Now, were you doing sales at Circuit City? Yeah. Uh, that what was department? The, I didn't want to. And uh, here's they the weird thing. You. So when I interviewed and I, he saw that I ha- I was a you know t- uh, projectionist and everything, and he just liked the way I talked to him during my interviews. And he's told me, he said, uh, this guy Dave Eaton, he said, you know, I know you want to do service on computers and everything because that's what I applied for, to be mm-hmm. a technician working on computers because, you know, I had my CNA at the time and everything. And it was like, right. well, um, I'm not going to do that. I want to hire you f- to sell TVs. And I was like, what? Like, okay. Like, yeah, I think movie theater things are cool, but I don't know anything about rear projection TVs and color guns and all this. Oh uh, yes. This is when DLPs came out. The uh-huh. Texas instrument DLP TVs and the yep, my Sony papa had LCDs and all that. Yep. And it was between that and rear projections, right? That was pretty uh-huh. much it. Like I remember we had a, we had like two or three like flat screen LCD TVs, but like uh, we had a Sony 26 inch. I think it was like $4,000. Nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and I was like, huh, well, all right. I, I get, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll give it a go. It was more money. And I was like, I guess I can learn to do that. And 
Yeah, I probably saw your attitude and your personality. And that's well, in about three weeks, I was the number one salesperson there. <laughs> I love it. I, I just, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, Do you think it was because of your curiosity? You were just curious about what the customers wanted and trying to help them. A couple of things. I just love talking to people. Uh-huh. Uh, but I found the best thing, especially when you're selling to somebody, is listening. So I, I, I always like to listen to what people have to say. Yeah. And then, you know, I go off of that. So it's, it's a, you know, it's one of those classic sales rules. If you could sell value, if someone sees the value in what you're trying to sell to them, or if you can curtail to their needs, like you're, you're going to sell no problem. And some, some guys would just push things or try to be pushy about things uh, and not really listen to people. And that's why, you know, I don't think their sales were as good. Um, right. But I like explaining things, but like yeah. they, they had a lot of learning courses you could do. There was always like your basic training, but then there was extra, but I always would, as I, as I started to learn more about like receivers and, and even like filtered power and stuff, like, I know this sounds nuts, but when I, when I, when I started teaching about like, you know, like those monster power bars and the, with the, yeah. you know, level one, level two filtration and all that, I started actually uh, really diving into it because I was really fascinated by the dirty power thing. And uh, someone explained, oh, you know, uh, sometimes it can do feedback or show up in your video. And then I remembered, you know, when mom used to run the vacuum, the tube TV used to go while walking. Yeah. I was like, that's dirty power. I've actually seen that in action, you know? Right. So, and then I really started seeing how to improve volume because I worked in the store and, and, you know, sometimes, especially during weekdays, you get a lot of downtime. So if you're not cleaning and doing stuff, I would tinker with things. Uh, I'd go back to the audio room and I'd start like taking these higher end power bars and things like that and hooking amps up. And like, and then I'd take the same copy and, put it on something less and see if I can hear a difference. And I can tell people if you're, if you're new to AV, yes, hundred <laughs> percent, you know, it matters. Yeah. You'd lose a lot of things like, um, you know, just like if the volume's up and there's no sound, you wouldn't, uh, you know, you wouldn't be hearing that. Noise, yeah. yeah that like that. And, uh, and I learned a bit about that too when I was at AMC because I mean, they were JBL crown. Right. Was and this is, and, uh, they have a giant stack of crown amplifiers and then I'd see these big, I didn't know what they were at first, you know what I mean? But below it, you'd see they were power motors, which is like they had voltage readers on there and everything, probably regulators too. Uh, everything connected to. And once I had someone start explaining it to me, like how to fix them, replace them, repair them, install them and how everything worked, I was absolutely fascinated, right? right. Yeah, it's... And I, and I started, I started doing some of that and, uh, doing, doing some, some side things with a guy. We were, uh, after, you know, circuit city closed, whatnot. Um, I'm doing some more custom residential homes, ran into some big name people. I'm not going to drop names, but, um, but now I was just fascinated, but it, but it's a different, I think the guys that do the high end resi, that's a different kind of stress. It's much more personal. Oh yeah, it is. That, that, yeah. yeah, because you're, it's like being somebody's hairdresser. I mean, you're in their home. They've got high expectations. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a very tight relationship. Um, it, and it's less. It's not just business because you're in someone's home. Well, uh, you almost become like a friend slash client. More yeah, right. Side. I and can see that. Two is. Um, you take your cell phone and, uh, if you're like, oh yeah, we're open nine to six, they don't care because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you come home after six and they're like, that's when they want to call you. So if you're having Sunday dinner with your family, right. usually right. when people decide I want to bug you. Oh, absolutely. Well, because the remote doesn't work. 
So, and, so, and, you know, I sat on my remote and did something and I broke it or the batteries are dead and I can't change batteries. Yeah. I, I don't know how to change an input, even though yeah, that's there's the a thing button with Resi, input. The yeah. psychology behind Resi when you're the customer is that literally you, you're gaining their trust enough for them to let you into their home to change their stuff. And that, that's a pretty personal connection. So now some Resi can be fun, actually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't mind it. I I'll do the odd Resi job here or there. It's close to home, uh, but I don't do anything basic. Um, I usually do, uh, I mean, actually learn some like RTI stuff. Uh, ah, cool. Pretty cool, actually. I actually really like it. It's very customizable. Uh, so I, I just wanted something like that just for, just for fun, you know? Yeah. In my house, I, I did my whole house in RTI. It's kind of like a home slash commercial business because I've got like HDMI matrixes and all this kind of stuff. Out right. And, and like, you know, split out to like eight displays and I, I don't really use a lot of TV or anything, which is funny. Um, I just do it for... Uh, you know, here's the Canadian side. When it's playoff hockey, oh uh, yeah, four hockey games at once. Oh yeah, that's when stuff gets real. I don't know if you've ever watched playoff hockey, but it is the best sport to watch during playoffs because. Oh yeah, yeah, we it, know Russia and the U.S. Olympics. Yeah, that's Man. that that imprinted forever on all Americans that playoff hockey, even if you don't normally watch hockey, is absolutely worth it. Okay, so if you want to talk about that, it's uh. Canada and Russia, we had that super series in the 70s, and we still don't stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's relevant, people. It's relevant. Yeah, I know. Eric, I have to introduce you to my friend Meg. About the difference is that, you know, in hockey, you're allowed to fight. That's amazing. You know, and the thing that totally completely, le- I used to work NFL shows here in Houston when we first finished up what was then Reliant Stadium, now it's NRG Stadium. Mm hmm. And I had to contractually be there for the first two years. And I'm sitting there during lunchtime and there's, the, you know, the game's going on because I, I couldn't care less about football. But I hear on the, on the announcer on the PA going 15 yard penalty or whatever it was for taunting. And I'm right. like, what? Hang on. Somebody got a penalty for taunting somebody? It's like, nana, nana, boo, boo. Oh, right. Because it probably hurt your feelings, Cherry. You know, football, I find, has gotten a little soft lately, too, especially more the NFL. Like, I watch a lot of college, even though I love my box. Like, I'm yeah. pretty obsessed. Yeah, the NFL. But uh, I find it's the quarterback hits and everything, it's getting a little too much. You know, they're just throwing flags like you breathe on a guy. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But. Hockey don't get that, so I kind of love it. I mean, it's not nearly as violent as it used to be. I kind of miss it. I know it sounds bad, but I mean, it was. It awesome. does, but it definitely had a different intensity level. I love the right? enforcer days where you had superstar players, and if you touched them, someone would come pummel you. Now you yeah. can just take out the superstar player, and you don't have to pay a price. So it's kind of, and as someone who did play hockey, like players policing themselves. Uh, hockey's a different game. I, I, I think it's. I think you need it. And yeah. I think they, the NHL, I remember they did a survey, I think a year or two ago, asking players if they should get rid of fighting or not. And the players overwhelmingly were supporting it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, they were think, like, what are you talking I think, about? I think the instigator rule is probably the worst thing in hockey. But, um, yeah. I know, like, uh, but yeah, I just, on the displays, I just run some playoff hockey. And on Sundays, you know, you throw red zone on one TV and I throw tamp on the others and whatever games that are big I want to watch. Because you have so many damn commercials now that I, I, I just want to watch something that's not a commercial. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, we love the red zone in my house. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. just so the like, potatoes. So you did some. Uh, so you did high end resi. Yep, and I was doing it like uh, so. So, and I was doing a bit of that, and then 2007 came along. Uh-huh. Right? 
Yep. And in, in Florida, you know, the economy really hit. And it, it hit harder in Florida, I think, than other places, maybe a little earlier. I'm yes. not saying it was the worst state to get hit. I'm just... It, it was, was one of the worst, actually, Eric. It was. Yeah. I, and Because uh, there was to, lots of speculative purchases. Yeah. And yeah. trying to do luxury AV or anything like that, or trying to do audiovisual things. Like, I couldn't find a job for three months, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was well, like, what year was this? 2007. Okay. Yeah. Well, we didn't this feel it like- in Texas till 2009. So 2009 was when everything finally tipped over, but there was this domino effect that we didn't really see. So Eric, in Texas, you can't borrow more than 80% the value of your home. Right. So people don't end up as upside down as they do in other states right. where you can just go ahead and max it all out and values have been raising. And yeah, so we didn't feel it for later than plus, everybody. Yeah. Plus we had the energy industry here in Houston, which kind of softened the blow considerably. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember, yeah. Energy did go up what, $110. Exactly. Yeah. So, so right. energy was, oh yeah. We were okay. loving it. Everybody else was down. Texans were just like. Oh, the, on, the only song on our radios was "Glory Days." We just played that all day on a loop because the like, Alberta was like that too. Good. I have yeah. a lot of friends who work the Alberta oil. Pa- I call it uh-huh. Canada, Texas. I've, I've done some work out there. Been in Alberta and. What yeah. about Calgary? Anything? Uh, Calgary. Yep, I was there uh, like a year city. or two ago. Yeah, so, Calgary's um, like a sister city. Though. Calgary and Edmonton. I had a real actually last year. I went to Edmonton. Ended up going to see. Uh, Connor McDavid play in their last nice. game, and that guy's and another level. But it was that was a fun experience. Actually, that that stadium has the largest scoreboard, like video board in the uh-huh. NHL. It goes blue line to blue line. It is really? massive. It is very impressive. The company that did that, Bravo. Do you <laughs> know who it was? Did you? Read I it? did. Uh, I read. Uh, it. You had to, right? You're like, who did this? I don't know. Maybe it's the concussion thing. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't your company, so you're like, whatever. Non-essential information. It wasn't <laughs> good me, work. I, a company much bigger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. It was cool. Uh, and they they did. It, you know what's weird? Actually, the one thing I, I thought was really awesome in there was as they were playing music and everything, man, they really did a great job balancing the audio in here. <laughs> you know, uh, everyone's looking at the scoreboard and I'm thinking, whoever did the audio, good job. <laughs> Jerry and I know stuff. Yeah. All day long. But once you get the audio bug, you, you, you can't lose it. You know, my wife, uh, I, I apologize to her now. She was fine with just listening to cable or YouTube on the TV, but right. there's not a d- display in my house that runs, you know, TV speakers, so you know I got towers here, in walls, or whatever. And now she or she goes to someone else's place. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't even listen to this. It sounds you awful. ruined her. You no, ruined I her. I, I'm I sorry. This is going to happen to you for the rest of your life. I have every speaker in four rooms downstairs is all Martin Logan. So my wife's a little spoiled as well. <laughs> I've got a lot of tannoy in my house, actually. Yeah. Um, I just set up an ADS system here in my office. I have ADS 704s with its Noi 110 sub. Nice. So just here for my office. I was like, yeah. Man, and I have a, I've got a lot of audio, audio snobbish a little bit. <laughs> I use Integra for all my amplifiers just because I, uh, I really like the customization of them. And yeah. they seem to work really well. And they, they do a lot of firmware updates. Sometimes we have firmware updates, uh, three or four, and you know, a few, just a few months just adding features. Right. I think that's really cool. And, and uh, you can have, I, I've updated uh, Integra's like five years later. So the fact they support them, you know, yeah. I like companies that do that, you know, they don't just like you buy it once you get a year and then they're like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Maybe two. I, I like, they keep it going. Um, yeah, definitely. 
So it's like, she, you know, she's got hit by that bug and I apologize, but I think deep down she, she kind of likes that, you know, yeah. we have good sound anywhere, even outside. I mean, outside, I, I, we built a patio last year. I ended up throwing some, uh, some turrets outside, some outdoor right. landscaping speaker, uh-huh. in-ground subwoofers and stuff. My neighbors uh, actually, I tuned it in a way so it doesn't really piss them off, but there's no one really beside me on one side. I've got a bigger lot, so. It's pretty cool, but I mean, it gets rocking back there on the weekends, you know? <laughs> it's all about life's experience, you know? I'm you just kind of glad we have a Canada connection, like, and an, and an invitation. So. The downside is I can only use it a couple months out of the year because the snow, which I hate, which is one reason why I just, uh, you know, I love Florida so much is I could do that year round. Well, I know. Right. You, yeah. You have like the big canopy that goes over, right? Like the pool area. Uh, I have a stamped concrete pad and then we built a gazebo and yeah. then around the pad, I've got four turrets and, a, and an in-ground sub. And uh, nice. yeah, it's, it's, it's just a little 10 inch. I didn't want to go, I wanted to go bigger. My wife is kind of like, think of the neighbors, Eric. And I was like, yeah, good point. <laughs> like, do we have to? I always jokingly post a meme on, on Facebook that it's like, you know, Social Distortion, my favorite band. So I was goes like, yeah, when I listen to Social Distortion, so do my neighbors. <laughs> yeah, luckily a lot of my neighbors are, are into it. Like one day I was cranking, uh, I think Led Zeppelin or something like that, just because I play a lot of classic rock. Right. And uh, I remember my neighbor was gardening and she just turns around and I hear, hey! And I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn it down, you know? And this was earlier on when I moved here and... Uh, they're like, crank it up. Hey, turn that shit up. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> that's like, we picked a good house. <laughs> that, that's when you're like, damn, I picked a good neighborhood. I'm yeah, at. yeah. And, and uh, go. that's good stuff. Yeah, most of my neighbors are actually all around my age, you know, 30s, 40s. Cool. So okay. I'm, I'm almost 36 now. So, but uh, yeah. The youngins. <laughs> yeah. And uh, babes but, you know, in the woods. That's all right. I started this projector stuff, but I was 15, right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, in AV years, it's like dog years. You're much yeah. older. Yeah, that's true. that's true. Yeah, but you know what? After that economy crashed, I ended up coming up here. Uh-huh. Um, I ran into a friend of mine, and you know, I just needed work at all. Like, I had family right. here. I thought, you know, maybe I'll just go up to Toronto for a while. I've never lived in a big city. I'll check it out. Uh, so. Um, I was just, wa- I, I was interviewing for a sales job and I was walking down the street and I ran into a friend of mine and he was working at Best Buy at the time. He's like, Hey man, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just went through a sales interview, but I don't think I'm going to take it. He goes, I need a guy right now. I was like, do you want something? I'll hire you right the second. But I was like, beautiful. Okay. Cause he's working in the past. So I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll do it for a little while. And you know, did some of that and they brought their geek squad program up. So we kind of did a little of that. And then, um, anyway, I didn't want to. You know, it was just a short-term thing, right? right? But it, at least it got me, it got me something in Toronto. So, and it kind of kept me, actually, I look at that as one of the reasons I kind of stayed in the AV world. Yeah. Because right. I was looking to do other yeah, things. Put into it solidly. Yeah, you're in your 20s, like mid-20s. You know, I was like 23 at the time, 24. Right. Sure. I didn't know uh, what it was. You could have gone either way. I mean. I could go anyway. And I had, yeah. you know, and I know I wanted to do something business-related or whatnot. And uh, so I think I just worked out a bit and I saved a bunch of money. And once I did that, I started my own company. Right. And nice. I thought I'd do smart homes. So that was like 2000. I think I started my company like 2011 ish. And, uh, and what's the name of your company? It's called Tomahawk. Tomahawk. And the reason being, uh, I had a bunch of names, but I had a, I know, I know I, I had a client actually worked for, um, national post. It's a newspaper in town. He's a copywriter. And he, I had a bunch of names thrown out there and, 
I didn't even think of Tomahawk. He actually asked me, he's like, tell me how you got a Navy like you guys did. So I told him about my dad, the missiles and all that. And uh, yeah, I was like, service to airs, and I think Tomahawk missiles and something, and I'm pretty sure it was. And, uh, and I told him, you know, uh, like, what was your high school? And I was like, and this is this is a name that a lot of people you know might not like, but we are the Fighting Indians. <laughs> so that's still called. Yes, that. yes, and they're all we, we they're all like, culturally insensitive. So we're the we're the we're, we're the Fighting Indians, and then I'm a huge Seminole fan, right? Uh-huh. The Tomahawk Chop thing. Yep, yeah, yep. Right? So he's like, why don't you call it Tomahawk? Because you're the, like, you know, you got the the thing your dad got you in from the Navy, and then you know you're a huge that's Seminole clever. fan and all that. And I was like. Yeah. All right. I wasn't at first. I wasn't too sure. I was like, it's kind of long, whatever. And I couldn't think of a name because every name that you think of that you think is cool is taken. Right. Like, yeah. yeah even if the, the company's not around, it's taken somewhere or the domain is taken. Right. It could be <laughs> non-AV related. And you're like, ah, another one. I'm, I must've came up with, uh, I think close to 600 names I researched. And, and ones I was really set on, you have to pay to do a name search in Canada yep. as a search. So like I was really spending a lot of money just looking at names, you know? So, um, so I was like, you know what? I couldn't think of anything else. And I went with that at the time and I didn't know what I was going to do with it or what was going to come with it. And, you know, uh, one of my, one of my friends, his name is also Jerry. He's, uh, he's native American. And I said, I said, Jerry, you're native American. Would do you think this is bad? Would this offend you? Because you, I, you think about that kind of thing. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and he's like, you know, you know what? It's not. You're not calling yourself like Redskin AV or something, right? Yeah. He's like, it's a tool. I don't see any problem with it. All he's right. Because like, if anybody complains, like I don't know, I don't know what the big deal is. Then I asked a couple other people I know, same background. They they were all cool with it. So I was like, okay, then. I'll roll with it. You know what I mean? Well, it's nice that you at least bother to investigate. I mean, you know, some people just like run out with something. So yeah, you got your feedback. The only feedback I got from my mom was actually, it wasn't about that at all. It was like, it sounds like war and she doesn't like war, right? Oh my God. (laughs) She's a pacifist. Yes, yes, yes. So she was literally like, I'm like, I don't think war. I was like, I, I don't know if maybe it was kind of like, a, well, I'm doing it now just because. That's when you know, <laughs> you know? It, 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 it's a firewood axe. That's all. It's a firewood uh, axe. It's not you know, when your parents tell you not to do something, you do it anyway. Yeah, you're like, now it seems like an even better idea. Sometimes when you get older, you realize, ah, you should listen. You know, they got good good advice here or there. And sometimes I do take that, you know. Uh, I Over the years, I will say, they've, they've been really good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started my own thing. And like I said, why don't I... Well, he's worked for the larger AV integrators in Canada and they really needed some help. And so they started sending me for commercial jobs and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it opened a whole new world, right? Sure. And, and it wasn't just dealing with, with homes and, you know, the other thing with homes, it's not, that it's a problem for me. It also requires a lot of not just like service trips, but like some things you, you can't always really charge for. But right, a lot. You invest a lot more time in a residential client. Sure, um, you, you, there's more things to take care of. There's they're more high touch. They right. don't always know what they want in commercial. They're like, we want this, and we need this solution. And if you can fit that solution, you now it's 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 easier. Uh, now you can still tell people, you know, by again when it comes down to the whole listening thing, uh, like some people tell me, like, oh, we want this, 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 and I'll always say, stop right there. And I'll say, so what is it you want to do? What's your end game? What are you trying to accomplish here? You know, uh, 
and, and how are you going to be using it? Like just simple things like that. And sometimes you'll find out that what they thought they wanted, they don't, and it would actually be bad for them. And I'd turn right. them into something totally different. And usually that builds, because then you build that relationship with that client. And next thing you know, you're doing a lot more projects for them and you're getting into other things. Or yeah. if they're thinking of cool things that they might want to do, instead of calling a consulting firm or something, they'll give you a ring and they'll sure. be like, hey, does this exist? Or can I do this? Or is there a way I can X, Y, Z, you know? Is this and then, capable? Right. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? What's cool? What's hot right now? Or whatever, right? And uh, that's when it gets to be really fun because you get a lot more repeat business in the commercial world. As long as you're, as long as you're taking care of your customers. And you're Absolutely. Doing, right? That's the fun you know? part of AV, actually. That's the part I love to do is when you do get a client that takes your word and, you know, once you, once you create that relationship with them and they look at you saying, how would you solve this issue? Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they, they appreciate your creativity, not just like you, you gave me exactly what I asked for, even though it's not necessarily what I needed. And there are a lot of companies, uh, uh, you know, I, won't, I won't signal out anybody, but there are some people that will try to sell them the most expensive thing possible, mm-hmm. but that's not always good for them. And it might not even give them not like, the right it, yeah. yeah, it's, it's not about what's the most expensive or the, be- or what's, what's trending. It's like, okay. Um, well, I think what do you need? You I, can I, appreciate this, Eric. I, I've worked. I've worked with some engineers, um, and I think you have an engineering mind. Although in this, you've mostly been in sales, but right, you've got oh, the you technical know what? chops. Well, you know what? Uh, because I started my own, I learned the the install part. Uh huh. Um, I think deep down, I probably should have went to university for engineering. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the inner German in me. <laughs> nine, it nine comes very naturally. I love solving problems. Like yeah, I can right. You know, I, but yeah. Uh, but, but like we, we all know engineers that everything they build is a Ferrari Testarossa with a gold grill with diamonds. And, you know, they're just, they kind of know. over-engineer everything. And you're like, who, who is your client? You know, like, is it one, anyway, is it the leader of Saudi Arabia? No. Then who has this budget? But they Sometimes I think they make it for themselves. They do. They're secretly designing it with like, oh, if this was me in my corporate boardroom, I would want this. And you're like, yeah, but there's a budget and there, you know, there's trade-offs here. It's not really about everything you love, you know. You know what? Some engineers are cool and there are some cool companies that have some great engineers. Oh, absolutely. absolutely, yeah. And some are really nerdy and neat. Uh, I'll never forget like the community guys. Uh-huh. Like I, I really, I, I do a lot of community mm-hmm. speakers, but there, there are series. And I remember I was doing a, uh, I was doing a training session with them. And one of their engineers was there and I was like, I was kind of piecing some of their names. Like why it would be called like a D series, like God ah, distribution, like why the R series he goes, put it down in space, move the handle. looks like R2D2. And I was like, as a star Wars fan, I was like, yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? my people. Yes. Yeah. You're just like awesome. You know what I mean? My inner nerd's just like flaring right up. You win points for that. <laughs> you win points. Exactly. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah. you know, those guys are cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, doing stuff on the commercial side, what's been your most fun project? Ooh, you know what? I, I, I really, I started doing some universities and schools at first. Universities are a blast. The people are so dumb. Some of the, yeah, universities are awesome. Schools are harder because like, like, like K to 12s. Yeah. They don't have university budgets. Nope. So they're always trying to like cut and you're trying to find solutions within a budget, but on a large scale. It's I know. Challenging. 
But, it is challenging. You know, there's a few school boards we work with and we've worked with a few years and, you know, very grateful for that. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're good people to work with. It's just, you know, again, it's a budgeting thing. Sure. Uh, universities get to have a lot of fun, like doing, working on interactive classrooms and things yeah. like that. Um, auditorium sound systems. That's have you done anything with any of the athletic departments? Because th- those are the most fun to work with at a university. Yeah. Because they always have an immediate, bu- they always have funding, period. Yeah. Uh, None I, of them ever don't have funding. I did some work for a CFL team. Uh, cool. They, they built a newer stadium and we did interactive projectors in there with Sweet. some sound systems and projection. And that was really neat getting to tour the, the facilities, seeing the coach, the guy, especially, uh, you know, after playing football, like going to, yeah. I mean, it's not NFL level, but you know, um, it's still pretty cool. And the neat thing was years prior, one of my clients was one of the most recent commissioners for the CFL. Uh-huh. Um, so after doing his home and then going and doing a CFL stadium, it was, it was kind of nice. cool. kind of like, you cool. know, going for a full circle. It's like, got right. That's you know? cool. And, uh, nicest people. I will say that. And the only thing he said is like, if you take a picture of my locker room and step on the logo, you'll be out of here so fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, yep, totally understand. You know, he's like, I don't like anybody. Nobody steps on the logo. No one takes a picture of my locker room. I'll let you in with those two rules. It's the only rules. I like that. No, that's Fair good, enough. Man. Yeah. I understood. I mean, you understand why. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that was big. And I actually got, in a lot of hospitality, like larger bars and restaurants, mm-hmm. outdoor TVs, things like that. So I think I, 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 I I've lost track of how many I've done. It's oh it's sure hundreds probably at this point. Uh, and so what what it, what's Canada looking like? Because the U.S. we don't we've decided we don't need flattening. Um, we're just going to open back up and take our you know we're just a bunch of roulette players, um, which doesn't slow. bother some people and terrifies others. So where's Canada stamp? Same kind of boat. You know, I think there's some provinces. I think BC is doing better than most. Last time I looked, I know. Did they shut down the borders and they're like, ah, still closed. we knew y'all were all dirty. Now we're so closed. glad we kept you out. Yeah. The border's still closed. So, uh, I think it's closed <laughs> till, uh, they just expend. I think they just extend another 30 days. I really can't wait to get back. We'll see where construction started last week though. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. So since last week I have been running around like crazy because, yeah. well, in March I, had sold we sold a lot of projects and then everything right. was starting to go 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 and then everything freezes yeah and then everything yeah. starts at the same time or everyone's trying to rush everything and my calendar i think we're we're pretty full all the way to like august already i think now wow uh, now you're doing a, a lot of education at all i've noticed that down here that all the education people are like taking advantage that there's no students in the building so they're like okay get these projects done you would think so but actually <laughs> Uh, one of the school boards I, I deal uh, there's two school boards I actually do work for all the time. Yeah. And they are closed completely and they won't even let in any of us in the buildings. Oh, wow. So, uh, at least the two I'm working with. Yeah. I have a list of tickets, but we can't do anything. And you're like, but there's no one there for us to infect. Even exactly. If and you know what? Sometimes it's like, well, this would be the time to do it. Yeah. And, right. Exactly. Because that's what's happening down here. They're, everybody's taking advantage that there's, the students aren't going to be in the building for the next six months. So let's do everything that we needed to do. One thing I will say between the two countries, I'm not trying to disparage Canada in any way. Of course the not. The United States, Americans, 
when there's things to be done, they are on it. And there's always somebody, if you don't want to do it, somebody else does. Where Mm -hmm. Canadians are more laid back in that, you know, they're still go-getters. Don't get me wrong. Of course. But there are people, I think they take safety and healthcare and things like that are more important to them. Yeah. Put a higher priority on that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, I'm I'm not going to get into healthcare stuff or anything, but yeah. uh, (laughs) But let's just say, like, it it is different for sure. Uh, It's nice to see things picking up again. I mean, during the whole downtime, uh, I think every day I've just been, every day I do something to, you know, improve my AV education. I get an education. You know, like um, I, I'm a CTS holder currently. I've gotten all mint. I definitely have all my RUs to renew it this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was worried. I was working so much that I was like, man, I'm going to find time to do all these extra courses. Oh, no. That's but crazy. That's so, easily taken care of now. Did y'all have a, any type of uh, payroll protection type uh, opportunities like we had in the U.S.? There, there is. Uh, there were. Okay. So y'all had those types some, of. Yeah. So okay. it took advantage of some of that. Some of the guys, I mean, it took a while. So I mean, how many employees did you have to worry about? Because you're not just worrying about your own family. I mean, you run a business, so you're worried about the people that work for you too. Yeah, there's, there's, we had quite a few. Um, now, so, I think things are going to change going forward. I know, uh-huh. I know a few guys want to go into subcontracting now, okay. which I'm okay with, you know, just because they want to travel around or do other things. Right. Uh, they want that flexibility. Yeah. I, like, like two of the guys I work with, they, they were telling me, um, I think after spending more time with their families, uh-huh. you know, they'd rather be able to be like, you know what? I want to be able to take a couple days here or there. Yeah. And you know, if I want, if they want, and they're totally open for me hiring them as subcontractors and I'm okay with that. And the cool thing is, you know, AV is very project based. Right. It's not like a, you don't, it's not like a retail store where every day you have your hours and customers constantly. Uh, now if you're, doing well enough. I mean, you're always going to have your service calls and you're taking care of clients. So there's always things to do. Like, like uh, there's not a day goes by sitting on my butt. You know, I try to take Sundays off and even that's a battle, <laughs> you know, this struggle's real. Oh my God. It works so much. <laughs> like there's, there's no nine. It was like, get up early, you get up at seven o'clock, six o'clock, whatever. Uh, and sometimes you end up working until three in the morning just cause I'm one of those guys who gets on a roll. Like, you know, like you, you have been a job and you're like, okay, nine to five. But if they let you stay late, like I'll work. To like it's like oh it's three o'clock I should probably go home and go to bed. I know Jerry's the Sleep same. Four way. hours and you go yeah. back because like I just get into things. I don't want to. I don't even stop for lunch so half the time. I'm just so into it that I'm just like going. It's like if I stop now, it'll slow me. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. feeling out too well. Yeah. So I, I set goals in life and and not not just in my life but also on my projects or anything I'm running. Uh, I'm at a point now where I don't do as many installs as I used to. I do more project managing and I oversee crews. Mm-hmm. Like I'll help them with the harder things design. Like we're working with uh, a lot of Unistrad or things like that. Like I'll be on site to make sure we build things. Cause we'll, you know, we'll do our own custom, you know, we'll get the drawings made up and then we'll make our own like mounting systems, things like yeah. that. You want to make sure that goes smooth. So right. you know, the stuff that has a lot of liability attached to it. Oh, I'm not just operating as like a project manager or president with my, you know, my own company. I'm also kind of installing here or there, you know, uh, ideally the cool thing was I was getting to a point where I wasn't doing so much install work. I was doing more sales and, uh, just meeting new clients and people and managing the jobs. And I had a lot of fun doing that and it's yeah. kind of slowed down a bit, but with everything starting up, 
with this instantaneous, you know, like boom, I'm pretty sure I'm getting in the truck most days again for, for at least the next two, three months, I think, you know. Well, is this something you want to do for the long term, though? Because you, you talk a lot about your love of Florida and the climate and the weather. and Yeah. Uh, so, you well, know. Actually, I, have a, I have a company in the States, too. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah. Aren't you a little serial entrepreneur? I haven't got to that. Uh, I am. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm old school. And uh-huh. I, I work my butt off. I absolutely love everything about business for the most part. Like I love relationships. I love selling. I love it. So I just, and you know, you like seeing your cash flow, your balance sheets. I, I'm into that. I even love the accounting side of it. I'm really weird. <laughs> it actually shows and in, in you light up when you start talking about it. Too. Yeah. 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 I see that too. Yeah. And, uh, but I really like people. And one thing I've noticed from COVID after being home, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is when my, uh, one of my bars I like to hang out with just, you know, sometimes after work, long day, I just stop in there. You know, even before I tell my wife I'm coming home, she knows I do this. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll have a beer or two beers. And I'll just talk with randoms or some, or the local guys. And then, I'll, you know, just to wind my day down, I'll come home. Yeah. And I really miss that human interaction, you know? Right. So, like, like, I, I, like once COVID kind of slows down, things open up again as they're starting to, but I, I really, I'm really looking forward to that first beer, you know? And the best thing is, though, I will say this, the silver lining is I've done a lot of uh, networking wise. I've always been trying to meet some more people, especially stateside, because I, I do want to end up there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd like to be a snowbird eventually. That's the end goal. You know? Sure. 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 Because uh, I do love it up here in the summers. Lake Huron is beautiful. Uh, and, and, right. And the well, it's nice that you can have a foot in both worlds. I don't see you. Oh, know, it absolutely is. You can right. have the best of both worlds, if you will. Yeah, right? it's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Salt of the earth people live here. And, right. Um, but in the winter, you're down yeah. in Destin. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I, could, I could deal with the hot weather in Florida. I did it long enough. I, I, I think one of the things I hate about winter is you're kind of restricted to a lot of things. Pulling cabling is, is a challenge in the AV side. Uh, right. Seeing the salt eat your vehicles is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but my dad really messed me up as a kid. Cause he used to make me like get every inch of dirt on the vehicles. And I never been able to break that yet. So like, yeah. you know, when I wash my truck, it's not an hour thing. It's like yeah, down here in Texas, like we're like salt. What the hell? Why would exactly. that right. Yeah. We have I no just, idea what he's you know, you know, put that on steaks, not on the road. You want your work vans to look good. You want your trucks to look good. Next thing you know, a couple years later, they start getting eaten up and then, the, the metal goes, then your you know your vinyl wraps and your vehicles go, and you're just like, well, oh, no. we got it bad enough with like ninety percent humidity all the time. <laughs> you know what? It gets very it, yeah. people. People don't realize this. Uh, if you're up here, like Great Lakes region, even like upstate New York, Michigan, like it is humid in the summer. People right. do not realize yeah. Yeah. it is very. There are days in the summer where I'm talking my. I'll talk to my parents. It is cooler in Florida than it is up here in Canada in July. Yeah. Like, you know, especially and with humidity include like you get some 90% day. It's we're surrounded by lakes. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You get the, uh, the warm air comes up from the Ohio Valley and then you're just, yeah, you're, you're dying. (laughs) You don't want to go outside. You're just like, you know, you, it's like being Floridian again. You're just like, all right, air conditioning. (laughs) Yeah. We're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, is your friend, but you know what? The one thing I will say, uh, Mm -hmm. Between the, 
the most hospital people I've ever met are probably Southern Americans. I spent some time in South Carolina. My brother actually lives in Charleston. Amazing. Oh, cool. I recommend it. If yeah. Check it out. It's, yeah. And the barbecue there is unreal. Uh, it is. It's different. Yeah. Like I've had, well, they use mustard-based barbecue sauce. Yeah, yep, they do. Right? Bless their hearts. Yep. Yeah. But actually, uh, there's, there's a food I tried. Uh, I don't know if you heard of a, you heard, you know what a gullah is? I don't. What's a it's gullah? It's like, it's African, like, 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 actually, like, like, African African food, uh-huh. right, right. Used with Southern food. Oh, oh and awesome. you can find it down near like Hilton Head stuff like that. Right. Uh, I think it's called Frogmore. This place. And anyway, uh, my brother told me about it, and I tried some. Do so it. what is it? How do you describe <laughs> it, it. It's hard. You got to taste it. You know, what I mean? it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. It's just the way they they just do things. Uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, but if you look up the food, it's, it's fantastic. How do you spell it? Uh, let me double check. Not too sure. Yeah, that, there's a in our in the area where I live. There's a few uh, like Ethiopian I think restaurants. It's, oh, you know what? And stuff like that. And I believe it's a G U L L A H Gullah like that. Okay. So yeah, it's not. Look, I've t- I've uh, I went to Venezuela back in the early '90s. Like arepas are the best thing ever. Oh yeah. It's like a huge biscuit that's stuffed. It can be sweet or savory. So I love, I love Houston's a real diversity. And so we have like somebody, some, oh, yeah. someone from everywhere is in this. I've been to Houston. I, uh, uh, yeah. Italy is cool. amazing. Uh, San Antonio is really nice. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, awesome. Love yeah. the hill country. We travel a bit with football and there's going around, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I got to see, so like I go to places not very long. Right. Yeah. Um, so Southern, Southern foods definitely, Believe me, it's the best. <laughs> There's we nothing like better than southern food. food. It more is more flavorful. Best. It seems to the, the the closer you get to the equator, the more flavor food has for some reason. Yeah, and know, people thinking. take pride in it. If, like if you were to tell, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like only in the south could biscuits and gravy be a thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know it's because we use white lily flour. With, but, but that's you know, a whole other. First, I was like when I first moved down, I was like, "What is this?" And then by the end, I'm like, "Dude, how do you not like biscuits and gravy?" You On know? the other hand, chicken and waffle comes from California. It's like, what the heck? Oh well, that's true, <laughs> and that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but uh, pulled pork and all that is just fantastic. Mm. Just the way they do their briskets, their pork, their sauces. It's just I can't find anything up north that's anything close to it. You know. Right. Uh, we go to Michigan, whatever. Like Michigan for me is uh, an hour and 15 minute drive. Oh, okay. You're right there. Wow. Yeah. So like right now, like I would say this for anyone listening, like Toronto's two and a half hours west or uh-huh. east of me and southeast two and a half hours, Detroit. Oh, okay. Like, I can go to either city in the same time. You know? Nice. Uh, right. I, I go. I usually fly out of Detroit. I like that airport a little better. <laughs> so what do you see? Like, I know obviously it's hard to plan around a pandemic that's never happened, you know, in modern times for us. But how do you see this playing out for you over the next three to five years? What are you looking for? Well, what? you know, I was really keen on getting back down to Tampa. Okay. Some things up. And uh, I, I'm going to tie this all in here, but. One reason I think one way I met Jerry is uh, we did the the AV happy hours. Yeah. With the COVID, I found you know what I'm really gonna. Uh, uh, there's a few guys who follow like the AV and the AM group, you know, with Neto uh-huh. and and uh, Mark Cox and all those guys. And, and girls, hi, uh, uh, girls, 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 yes, I can. I'm vacated. Thank I've you. Actually met Thanks, Sarah. Really, 
I've met some really good uh, females in the AV industry as well. Uh, we've talked, uh, I don't know, Jerry and I last time were uh, like, like Kate down in Florida. Um, she's, she's Kate Calderon's awesome. awesome. Yep. She, yep. I'm the one that drugged Jerry to that, by the way. He doesn't that participate true. That's true. in that. He's if not I've been for Michelle, I wouldn't have been there. Yeah. Well, she was one of the ones who taught, like, like we were supposed to do this two hour thing. And I think, they were all on it till about midnight and Jerry and I talked till three thirty in the morning. You just keep it going, right? When it's flowing naturally, you, you run with it. You I know? can talk yeah. all day. I mean, Me if too, I get yes. all day, you can really tell me to calm it down, but um, no. So like there's an upside to this, right? I mean, you, you, I really worked on my social networking and getting to meet people. And I was wanting to do that anyway, because I was wanting to meet contacts stateside because there's some manufacturers I do some work with. So I do work in the U S a bit and some uh-huh. national clients I have where I'll, I do their boardrooms in Toronto cool, or London. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, we have an office in uh, you know, Grand Rapids or we yeah. have, uh, can you, can you go down to Philadelphia or like I've done a bunch of jobs in Chicago right. and uh, you know, having the dual citizenship's great for that. Cause I can look Ooh, after yeah. my clients both sides when you usually tell them that you can do that. They're, they're like, really, <laughs> you know? So, and then, uh, one well, manufacturer, I was doing, we all keep cool shrinking, stuff. you know? And yeah, I was doing some really cool stuff with PowerSoft for a while with those Deva speakers. We, uh, uh-huh. so we commissioned some stuff. They're like a wireless speaker with a camera in it. You can do uh-huh. page and play music. Nice. And we did the Long Beach convention center a few years ago. I helped commission that. And I think they have about 36 and they're expanding the Cincinnati zoo. So they were like, we we're driving around doing all these things. And, uh, then when PowerSoft got bought, they initially killed the Deva project off, but now they've brought it back and now they have thermal cameras. Oh, oh no. much smarter. If you look at the price of thermal cameras right now, it's crazy, right? So right. they, you know, they did, they did what a lot of other manufacturers are doing. Like I, I really pay attention to the feeds you watch. If, if you're on LinkedIn or, or you listen to any of the AV podcasts or you're on all these webinars because everybody's doing them right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to stay informed and stay up to date on everything. Is every day I'm always on something. I mean, some there are a few days I'm just like, ah, I need a break. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, think I, I hear you. Say that. There's been about two or three days where it's like, I can't look at a screen for a few hours. I got to get out of here. <laughs> but uh, but you, you really start seeing there is a change. Everybody is like, like Philips has people counting built, built in their digital signage monitors, you know, and they're, they partner with Hike Vision and then you have PowerSoft retooled their, their, uh, their cameras they were using just a sony hd now they support infrared and they can measure body temperatures which is really right. cool and that is a big thing oh and that's huge massive cool thing is you know i mean they are a little bit more expensive they're not just a speaker that people think of so they can act like wirelessly so you can put them on a pole with like a solar panel uh you can power them poe or you can hardwire them and as long as you have internet connection hardwire wireless they're pretty much infinite. And then they have GPS built in so you can time sync your audio. So if you're playing anything, but the security side of it, they have motion built in mm-hmm. and then you can do your thermal so you can track. So it's really well, cool. You had people also with that time sync, they're, they're, they're adding in the, the threat, you know, right. Bang t- detection as they call it. Yeah. You know, so there, there's, there's some really, really deep implications on the security side of that. What they've been doing, I know right now there's a project going on for some universities we're working on. Um, uh, again, I'm keeping it all low-key right now. Sure. Uh, of course, yeah. We're building a very secure network for them. Right. So I don't have my CCNA anymore. I dropped that years ago because I got out of it. But 
The upside is I learned a lot about networking. That's right. And now that's like a everybody wants CCNA guys. You know, I know. Which yeah. is kind of neat. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm techie. But again, I love doing the sales and all that. Mm-hmm. Now that I have this, um, I can really provide a new solution. I'm really trying to push this with some with some clients. I think it can make a lot of sense. So what we've been doing is we're saying, hey, let's build you a strong network. So the network's the secure side that just supports, you know, we'll VLAN it for your devs. We can put them in the classrooms and you can use them for multiple things. You can monitor temperature to see who's hot, who's not. You can use it as a PA system, Right. Because you right. need one of those anyway. Like, what school doesn't have a PA system? Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Or you can use it, uh, even if you had to go into lockdowns, emergency, you can send emergency after. I mean, God forbid there's ever another school shooting, but I mean, I'm not trying. I know that might be a bad example, but I'm just saying, like, it could, no, be, no, no. It could be one of those things where if that happened, you can get people locked down pretty quickly. Right. You know? And you have a camera on your PA speaker so you can follow. I mean, a lot of schools do have cameras, but you'd yeah. be surprised, not everywhere. Um, you go online now and you look at a lot of these thermal cams and people are selling them for twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars. Like, well, here's a product that you can push out that's much, you know, less expensive. Portion. Oh, absolutely. And it does a way like, like it does way more than just a thermal cam, you know? Right. Yeah. It's almost a no-brainer. So like we're working on on something like that. Um I just no, I don't work for PowerSoft, but <laughs> just say all right. Well, <laughs> no, I'm giving them a good shout out here. Absolutely, shout but, out to the PowerSoft. Well, more importantly, you have a really good handle on the products and what's coming available, so you you know you've you're somebody to faith. reach out to and you know to gain that experience and you know yeah, like you just looking for you, you you build your own Linux server and then you know it support it build your own networks and it goes from there. So it's kind of neat. So actually, with the with with COVID, I, we've changed some of our strategies. So we're not just trying to do AV anymore because it is harder to do. And I, I don't know what's going to happen to the large size huddle spaces going forward. You know, like, like, well, we're not a huddle space, sorry, your boardrooms where mm-hmm. you have like 20 people. I don't know if that's going to be a thing for a lot of companies. They may just get rid of that. Maybe not long-term, but in the short, Right. Yeah, They'll the abandon it for the short term, but for yeah. the long term, that has a greater ability, I think, to survive than a huddle. Right. And, and, and I, I agree. And I think, so one thing we've been trying to do, there's other thermal camera things that we've been working on where uh, we're trying to include them into our, into our boardroom proposals right mm-hmm. now. So we have these little screens that go on the wall. They're five or seven inches. They just yeah. have lenses and they'll show you who's hot. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Right. So everyone's going to have their PPE, obviously, there. I think that's the big thing. You, know, you sanitize, you do a scan, you're good, you go to the meeting. You know? yep. Uh-oh, Karen, Karen's looking a little warm. You better that's get right. well, home, Karen. You know, even if we joke about it, uh, the reason I started doing this is I actually uh, had a conversation with a client about, you know, again, it, we're working on doing some boardrooms for them now. And that was one of the things that came up was, well, we still want to do this larger boardrooms we planned on doing, but we're also trying to make it COVID safe. Is mm-hmm. there anything in the AV world that can help us? And I said, you know, maybe not specifically AV for this, but low volt, like, like there are camera systems right. that we can tie in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that, you know, just going on just a few thousand dollars. Boom. You got a right. scanner. Right. So you're just adapting from other adjacent <laughs> technologies 
and bringing them into the into the into the conferencing right. space and yeah. utilizing them in non-traditional ways for the, the current exactly. applications. Yeah, that they and the cool thing is, like back to the resi days of my AV, you get you, you learn alarms and cameras. I I could have cared less about alarm systems, but when those guys, but you got to know it, yeah. Because when you let those guys in, they try to steal your AV work. Absolutely. Very quickly that they no. think they know AV, but they, most of them have no clue. There's right. the odd guy, you know, I will say, but most of them, oh man, terrible. You know, I want music throughout my house. Okay, we'll take a five point one receiver on zone two. We'll put six speakers into one terminal port. <laughs> you know, what? Right. and they're like, why is my amplifier shutting off and like air my speakers sound blown? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Too much of a load. <laughs> you know, things like that. You can't you can't do that. Science. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of to try to, you know, not just protect my own bottom line and my own installs or you know, and, and if they forget to run cables, they'll steal yours. And once it's stolen, oh, it's yeah. pretty much stolen. You so never get like, it back. I'm not dealing with this anymore. You know, I'm just gonna talk to you. And if they're doing it, I would just pitch them, hey. We, if you're looking to do security or cameras or anything that, we can, we can do that as well. Uh, it's easier it, up here. We don't have quite the same rules as in the States. Uh, one thing I've been looking at, actually in Florida, is you need a low voltage ticket. And then you need a security license or whatever. And it's like, you know, there's right. all these things. That, that's all over. Yeah, the security license is pretty much nationwide. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, well, we have Canasa up here, right? So uh-huh. in Canasa, you do the training, get certified. But it's uh but we don't have the low voltage tickets right <laughs> so yeah here down here in the u.s it depends on the, whether your state is union or not yeah texas is not union yeah, so yeah like i was looking at florida but florida you need a low voltage license because the union state yeah and it, it it's not well it's it's partial yeah it, it actually it's goes partial. through i believe when i looked it up it goes through the electricians Union. Right. Well, oh, that, that's because the union say there's yeah. such a thing as low voltage electricians, even though it's an oxymoron. Because right. they it don't is. have the term that, that, that's part of the, that's part of the IBEW and International Brotherhood of Electricians. Yep, yep, yep. I really wish they'd keep sparking the like for instance, that doesn't apply in Texas. In Texas, anybody can do anything for except yeah. security. Security is a national thing. Yeah, security is, is locked down, but everything else yeah. is pretty everything much up is for grabs. There's up. there's a lot of reasons I really like Texas too, I'm not gonna lie, but I mean the, the the big reason I think I really have my heart set on Florida is uh, one growing up there I, I did like it even though yeah. we, have, we do have our, our uh, Florida man crazy Florida's beautiful uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah but no I get it I spent my summers in the Panhandle so I you know I I love I love Florida too but I mean when when you're looking at it in a business perspective I mean you have no state income tax I, mean, I know like right. And then you, you don't deal with snow and salt, which I've yep. already said I'm not a fan. Um, yep, the only thing white on the ground is beach sand. But it's easy going. Florida's a melting pot. You meet people from all over the country. Absolutely. All over the other countries. Yeah. It's really, it's neat. Um, there's not as much culture there, though, that I thought there was when I lived there at the time. Because when I did live in Canada, I lived like as a child. I grew up on Lake Simcoe. It's like a decent-sized lake north of Lake Ontario, like about an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Anyway, um, but I mean, we only had like, I think in my elementary school, everybody was white. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when I went to high school, there was, we had two black guys and that was it. Yeah. And, but I, you didn't even see them like that. And I, I never have, but it was, there wasn't, there wasn't a diversity of culture. Right. 
And then I moved to Florida and then, you know, you, there's, there's Hispanic people, there's African-Americans. Yeah. There. And there was a little, it was more, to me, it was almost like a culture shock because I had, hadn't been around culture really, you know, just my kind of like small town, like Canada, <laughs> there's not a lot going on. And, uh, so, so, you know, you try different things, but then, you know, there's different foods and different groups of people and you learn things, different music. You, you know, I got, I kind of oh, yeah. got a bit of salsa music and stuff with some guys in college. I had a lot of fun going to some of those places. And uh, Ebor, do you secretly. know how to salsa dance? Because that's important, Eric. Secretly, a little bit. A not, little bit. It takes a couple. It is weird seeing the big guy dance, but I can dance. I nice. Wish, my wife will tell you I can dance, and I did learn. I learned how to, you know, I learned the the two two step, little three step. Like I learned perfect. I know how to dance with a lady. Get right in. That's I'm right. Good, you know, we had to learn some of those things. I, I'm a pretty right, good river exactly. dancer too. I'm a little Irish. So a little nice. I'm going to get it. It's kind of funny. That's hard. River dance is hard. I'm the world's largest river dancer. My grandmother makes she jokes with me. She calls me, uh, sometimes when we play like our Christmas Eve, it's not a normal Christmas Eve. It's St. Uh-huh. Patrick's Day 2.0. We just play Irish music, like folk songs and get, get going. And, uh, you know, my uncle, but we're going guitars accordions whatever <laughs> and uh you know sometimes you get your you get your irish jig going and she re- likes to refer to me as michael fatley, <laughs> fatley. fatley. So that's what she calls me because <laughs> yeah, uh, irish women love doing we that. love a granny with a sense of humor oh she's hilarious she's the best uh <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't post michelle's orthodox greek uh <laughs> church dancing stuff dance pictures no we'll leave that up so eric um We've really enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah, where where fine. where can people find you? Are are you on the right. Twitters? Do you actually participate? And then sorry, what was that? On Twitter, do you participate? I've actually just started getting the Twitter mix, you know. Okay. Um, do you have a Twitter handle or are you just in, are you still in the lurking phase? No, it's at Eastsidles. Uh so I'm on there. Uh, I'm getting more involved in the A V and the AMs. I, I I'm actually coming back from a watching standpoint right now. Uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. trying to see how the conversations are going, what people are talking about, you know, things like that. Right. Uh, again, it's just trying to figure out different areas of the country. You want to know what's going on, right? Yeah. Exactly, when I yeah. went to Toronto for a bit, like, again, the culture thing, they had everything. And it's really eye-opening. You really get to learn, you know, just foods and stuff and how people work. And you learn, there's always something to learn from somebody or someone's culture that you didn't Right, even, exactly. You yeah. Know? And I, that I, is I something wonderful. It, it is. And... Looking back, I'm glad I, I lived there for six years because I really learned a lot m- more about that, you know, area. Right. I learned, I think I learned more skills and more how to deal with people that way. Um, but now, now the Twitter and everything, it's more of a world scale, like with our AV chats. Right. I mean, you're talking with people from London, Australia, whatever. And it's, it's really cool. We have so much in common. We all have the same kind of interest. Yep. I think deep down, everybody's... AV's neat because everybody wants to kind of see everyone succeed for the most part. I think I've noticed so. This. I yeah, think absolutely. So. And it, it is the class. coolest right. little niche industry because when you really start to meet people, you realize the AV industry is not very big. Mm-mm. Like we do billions of dollars a year. Don't get me wrong. Like, but there's not a lot of AV people like you would think, you know, there's some, right. And, and, you see people move around coming. Everybody knows kind of where everyone's going, who's working where, all that. And I kind of like I kind of like how we have our little our little cutout, you know. I do too. The downside I mean, is I find like there's guys like me. You know, you run a company, you have like ten to twelve people, or whatever, and 
you could do well, you could do well. Getting to the big level is really hard. You either get bought now, yeah, you know, by a large company. This is just what I I've noticed. As soon as companies really start breaking that next level, they get bought up. Yeah. Uh, or you have the super mergers, you know, like your ADSBLs. Oh, yeah. This is that a big one here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had another one in Canada. I diversified, bought advanced, you know. And uh, How big was least, advanced, do you know, at the time when they bought them? I'm not sure. I, I know a few guys who work there. I know they, I know of some pretty big projects they've done. And, and Were they one of the big boys of Canada? I would say so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bumped into them over the last 10 years. You have? Here and there, yeah. yeah, and I know that they were actually doing some work in the U.S. I think they, I think one of my one of my buddies over there was telling me that relationship started because I think they were using Diversified for some of their projects, and you know that's, that's how what, people get to know each other. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, now I'm not 100, percent you know, the expert here on this, but this is just what I've been told, right? Um, right. But it is neat, and the, this industry, the neatest thing when you, especially when you jump to commercial, is the reps. Everybody knows the reps and the reps Absolutely, are, yeah. the reps in our industry are really out there, you know? Well, not only that, but I think the reps are the most important people because they are right. the mortar between the bricks. You know, it's like the integrators, they are the bricks in a way, but the reps are the mortar that kind of holds everything together because regardless of what company you're at or who you're representing, whatever, though, you're going to deal with the same rep in your, in your region for a certain amount of products. Right. Yeah. Like, for instance, Michelle. Michelle's a manufacturer's rep. So, anybody in our area, and it's a, it's a pretty big area that she covers that deals with, for instance, Kramer, is going to deal with Michelle. Yeah. And in one way or another, same thing, you know, and it's the, the quality of how they support their integrators and, you know, not just integrators, but consultants or whoever. Mm-hmm. And, you so, whatever. That, that's, a, that's a critical key. And I have a great... I have a great rep story I'd like to tell briefly. All right, let's do sure. it. And this is, this is really what launched my commercial AV career because I was doing commercial stuff. So like I said, I was doing some school things, but you know, you're just using some mounts, this, that, nothing. I was not doing crazy things. And you know, I got into hospitality and you can get a lot of that stuff from distributors you know, until right. you start getting to the higher end, larger size projects. And right. I ended up linking through, through a distributor uh, Recommending one of his buddies who was a manufacturer rep. He's actually our buy-amp rep in Canada. He does a lot of things. His name's Brian. Uh, yeah, you're a buy-amp lover because I saw your buy-amp certified. That's one of the few things you bothered to slap up on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I know. I need to Thanks, dust Eric. I don't have to put my cruster on anything else. But it's yeah, cool. Lots of things I got to put. But um, Wonderful company. We love buy-amp. <laughs> well, buy-amp and, and community. Like I was using communities. Now they're buy-amp, but I was huge yep. community fan. Uh, Steve Young and community, uh, what an awesome guy, <laughs> you know, shout are, out to Steve community is a great people company and the power soft people are the same way to me. Uh, I just find there's a, I think the AV companies are run like family businesses, which I kind of like, you know, mm. a lot of them, especially the Ameri- American based ones. Um, right. but, uh, anyway, so Brian was the one who really got me into Infocom. And when I went to my first Infocom Vegas, that was the eye opener, right? And that was when it was, that was the, when the, when the light switch changed of, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do residential and some commercial be a mix. Uh, of I yeah, want yeah. to do commercial. This uh-huh. stuff is awesome. And you see some of the technologies before they're coming out and you sit there and, and, and you have talks with reps and you go, you're going out for dinners, whatever. There's so much like 
it's it's the best Avixa is the best networking you can do Absolutely. if you're in the AV. If you're not part of Avixa, you need to do it. You know. Yeah. And uh, right. same with uh, when it comes to uh, your, like your certifications. Like, you know, I'm renewing my CTS now, but it bought me a lot of credibility. So if anyone's thinking, Hey, is CTS worth it? I mm-hmm. say, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm probably even going to, uh, my goal probably, I don't know if I'll get designer. I'll get it. My CTSI for sure. I think I'm going to get that. Okay. Get designer, but I don't want to be a designer. You right. Know, I'm too uh, in love with sales. You know, uh, not everybody it. hates sales and they think it's dirty, but it's not. It's fun. It's I don't it's find it dirty at all. Well, some people do. It's like some people, when you say, I want to be a salesperson, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they think used car salesman or something. <laughs> Just because you that. listen to Chris Netto and, and Mark Coxon and Cam's session yesterday on social media. I didn't actually. You didn't? Oh my no, God. I missed it. Uh, no, yesterday. You have to listen because it sounds like you listened because I nope. started. I usually do, but I was not on it. Uh, I wanted to be. They have it recorded, so you can get back and listen. I had, a, I actually had a had a construction site open up, so we were, you know, uh, guns blazing, getting busy down. getting going. Oh, yeah, it was right. like, call, you're down. It's like, yes, work, get out of the house, like you know. <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm, I'm itching. I'm just, I can't wait to get back at it. You know? I know. I think I'm more excited to to get back and work and like be around people and like uh, that's the fun thing, right? Right. So Eric, so when people want to get a hold of you, how how do the people get a hold of you? Um, well, you the best way. Up, uh, oh, LinkedIn uh, is a good 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 way, or, or Twitter because I am getting active on that now. You know, mm-hmm. or even uh, you know, even through our website, you know, tomahawkav.com. But okay, that's it, good. It's going. You know, it's, it's it's still a lot of fun. But the but yeah, Vixa for anybody, I highly recommend it. And I notice once you get your CTS. Uh, mm-hmm. if people like, let's say you are doing subcontracting, like that's originally how I built my commercial side before I really uh-huh. went out the Yes. When you tell people you are CTS, they know that you at least know what you're talking about. You know, it sure. buys you some credibility. Yep. Absolutely. Legitimacy. If, you're, if you're doing your CTS and you're doing your manufacturer's trainings, uh, it's not just going to help you on the, on the technical knowledge. Right. It, it shows that you're committed. Exactly. And, uh, now I'm, I'm all for it, you know, so I can't imagine doing anything else, you know? <laughs> so Excellent. we've got a lifer guys. Thank God we got our hooks. Yeah. Up. I'm hooked. And you know, I have a, I have an eight month old son now and he's, I hope. Congratulations. Be cool. If he jumps in with me, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll do what my dad did to me and be like, Hey kid, here, exactly. these wires. <laughs> uh, right. Well, thank you so much. It's been great. Well, Jerry, yeah, we've got, I think we need to go north of the border and find some more people. They can't, we can't find a hybrid like Eric, but there's, there's other good Canadians. Hey, there's great people. There's lots of great Canadians. I know. I, I have an affinity. Plenty. <laughs> have an affinity. All right. It's fun, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate coming out here. I mean, I, thanks, thanks for coming out or thanks for coming. AV. On, yeah. our, on our show, Eric. We appreciate it. Uh, it's been lots of fun. And I think with that, we'll say thanks to everybody for listening. And we appreciate yeah. it. Hope to uh, see you guys next example. time. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, everybody. All right. Cool. Thank you for listening to Mostly AV, Who We Are Show. We hope you have a wonderful day and that you stay safe. Until next time, take care and stay AV awesome.